Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by James. Hello. That's a very serious tone. And Rocco. Hello. Premier League edition. We better call them that for the next three games. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for the irritatingly optimistic angle. That's what oh, I'm going to no. go with. Right. Right. This is what I'm floating at the start. I think we're better off at the end of the weekend than we were at the start of it. <laughs> right? What, what What had you got planned in your calendar to be, hear, apart from the football? Hear me out. You can forget Everton, they're gone. Forget Everton, right? Burnley lost their easiest remaining fixture, and we lost our hardest remaining fixture. We were, if you had any optimism beforehand, it should be elevated, if anything because we were going to have to do something better than Burnley at some point, and that's still true. I like that. I'm on board with that, Paul. Well done. You've uh, so, uncovered some positivity. Yeah, and I can extrapolate. All the Burnley fans after yesterday were certain they were getting relegated, even though they were probably certain we were going to lose to Arsenal as well. So someone's got to be wrong. It's true. Can't both get relegated. It's a good point. But the Norwich are relegated. But we've actually only got two games to go ahead of Burnley, really, haven't we? We haven't got. Th- Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it's just wrong. No. No, I think what he was saying is that because our goal difference is so bad that yeah, like, exactly. they don't they don't have to do anything to stay up. Like well, we can both lose all the games. Yeah. Unless Tottenham get their Big shooting boots out. Yeah, that would be we nice. Getting a, we ain't getting a swing, are we? So we're not going to do a Bristol Rovers, but double it, are we? A double Bristol Rovers. So, well, let's we're to talk about the Arsenal game. Let's talk about the Arsenal game. Let's get into it. What a start! I missed the start. I well, missed. The, yeah, well, I went to my friends, and he had uh, technical issues. And by the time it came on, we were two 0 down. And uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and you thought you'd come on and do a podcast talking about it, despite <laughs> missing the entire ineptitude of our. Yeah, I, I saw Ailing's red card. That was the first uh, significant thing that I saw, which was absolutely. Well, I'll crazy. tell you what the, the first significant thing I saw, which is uh, when I knew we'd lost, and people can call me out on this. 
feel free to. It was when they panned along the lineup when they were lining up before the game, and you looked at them. And I thought there was fear in them eyes. I thought I thought they'd already lost it at that point. And you know, I, I don't think it often, but I'll tell you another time. I thought that Watford playoff final. So it is a it is a particular look. And if it, anyone can go back and have a look at it, and then the start was nervy. We didn't get on the ball, and the pass that Ailing paid played to Melier. I hate them passes. I hate any pass that puts it in front of the goal because it kind of, it, across the keeper like that, he had to take that touch. His touch was heavy. In goes Eddie. Like, I don't think, like, Luke Ailing could have put it anywhere. He put it into the most dangerous place and we're rubbish. So it was, we were going to get caught on one of them. The odds, the, the way we play that. So that's the, yeah. the biggest, but also Enketiah knew it they were coached in it as well like they, they like he preyed on it because he barely looked like he was even sprinting towards that ball but he just timed it really well so I, I think yeah it's as much as it is Melia's mistake as much as it might be Aylin's I think it's one of those things where they just preyed on it very well I mean I shouldn't enjoy this it's a bit sadistic but like Eddie holding his hands up to go no no I'm not it was either that's quite embarrassing. Or I'm not going to celebrate against my former club, right? And then by the next one, he was giving it with the old, uh, <laughs> like, rattling thing. Like, a, if he got a hat trick, he would have been in the stand shirt of full, full <laughs> shebang. Like, well, I was respectful once, but if you're going to give me three goals. Yeah, so that wasn't, all right, yeah, that wasn't very good. And then the second one, like, Rafinha kind of just bumped off it. Like, there was no... It was, it was shocking defending. I'm getting pissed off with Rafinha now. I've uh, it's been teetering all season. I've been disappointed and wanting more from him. And yeah, today just just yeah, really annoyed me. Like that goal, I've actually not seen it from the proper angle. I've seen it just uh, one of those silly replays from a low down angle. But obviously, it was just rubbish and. Yeah, his antics after Ailing, which we might come get onto, but after the red card was just embarrassing. Yeah, it's in not terms good. of talking about the game, normally in a game we have a range of talking points, ebbs and flows, but this game was literally goal goal in ten minutes, sending off and everything around that incident, and we had a chance and scored it. There isn't much. It's spoiler alert it ain't gonna take long to go through this piece of hot garbage because that's exactly what it was a steaming hot pile of garbage on on their second goal i thought they looked a bit lost in the system because calvin sort of tracked in ketia and then he didn't he just let him go into like the defensive area and that's where he was in acres of space, and Ketia was in acres of space and scored the goal. But it's annoying because, like, afterwards you see Philip sort of moan at defence, like, but it was actually his man. Oh, it and, was definitely his man. And and it's like all you got to do is look around, <laughs> see who you're supposed to be picking up, and follow them. Like that. And that is that is it. Calvin hadn't put a tackle in at that point. No. Like, and, I, and I, he's again, ten minutes in. And again, like I'm saying this as I'm frustrated at Calvin. I'm saying this is um, frustrated Ailing and Melia. I'm not. I'm frustrated at the fact that we have changed the system. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, eleven games from the end of the season in what was a roll of the dice. You know, it's, it all, all comes back to that. You know, frustration in to individual players in games is 
it, it'll it'll always keep coming back to this point. We uprooted a lot. We killed Basically. the golden goose. That's my favourite phrase that I've seen about him. But it's true. Uh, and then there was the red card incident. And I haven't heard this mentioned. I think this is an example of it. You know when they do the stupid offside thing where they don't put a flag up and they wait and then they flag after, etc. And And they go, one day someone's going to get hurt. Well, that could have been today because I, I know that I haven't seen a shot where Furco's probably sat on the edge of the six-yard box playing everyone who wants to be onside, onside. I've only seen an angle that clearly makes it look like he's offside. But if that you see that because he's frustrated with 2-0 down and he's chased in and it's just pure heat at the moment, lunacy. Do you think he would have done that under Bielsa? I don't know. <laughs> ridiculous question. It is a ridiculous question, but no, I absolutely don't. And I mean, maybe part of it is the frustration of, well, I, I imagine a big part of it was the fr- frustration of the situation that we're in. The fact that we look hopeless and we're, you know, feel the, the players played today or seen today, like they're scared of relegation. Um, and I think that probably was what Ailing's, tackle was all about but yeah at the same time I, I think discipline has gone out the window slightly or or more than slightly I mean that's that stat about us having the most yellow cards of any team ever obviously a lot of that's down to Bielsa but I mean it's really a breaking team yeah it, I mean that's really how bad m- as well how many how many yellow cards did Bielsa get Rocco <laughs> well himself <laughs> he said it was down to Bielsa I'd, I'd definitely say <laughs> Furpo's had more than Bielsa <laughs> He managed to avoid one today as well via some kind of miracle because he was on it after the third minute. <laughs> Before they'd scored, he'd hold someone down. The mundane witterings of Alan Smith. Good Lord. He is like, I would rather listen to Gary Neville talking about Manchester United than listen to Alan Smith commentate on an Arsenal game because you get a much better experience. He's horrible. He even the- said, us, he said, we need another goal to settle the nerves. There's mm. some point in it. Yeah, yeah. cheers, Sky. The thing with Aileen, I think, as well, is that there's a lot, uh, there's probably a lot of complex things going on in his, in his mind, I reckon. You know, like I think Arsenal has probably haunted him for the last 15 years since he was probably dropped and has always felt like, probably always felt like a place that, you know, makes him doubt himself. And he's carried the weight of the team not the team, but like the, the weight of the leadership all season. And he must feel bad for where we are as well, because a lot of that probably falls for, or he feels it falls to him. And I just think the stress pressure, the situation like in the moment, as uh, Jesse Marsh would say, uh, has just got to him and he's, yeah, he's just gone a bit crazy on And to be honest, I think, it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise, Luke, not been not been here for the last few games. You know, it might be a possibility for someone else to come in and it and it just work a bit differently at the back. I thought you were gonna say that it feels like we've replaced a genius with a big bag of words. <laughs> like that's all he does, isn't it? Yeah. Says nice things. I will say on on Ailing though, um, like as annoyed as I am at what he did, even though it probably didn't change the result, like I can't even imagine how shit he feels tonight. He must oh, feel yeah. awful. Like I really, like I, it actually pains me to think of 
how upset he'll be, you know, especially with him having the armband on and it coming in his 500th game and it being at Arsenal and not playing again for the rest of the season. He can't help the team when we've got no players left hardly. Yeah. It's absolutely horrendous. And like, what a way for his, you know, season to end. Um, yeah, it's shit. We should print 3,000 T-shirts for him for the next game, <laughs> shouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're listening, Luke, uh, let's go out to you and we're thinking of you. Hope you're all right tonight. <laughs> yeah, we've had, Paul, you've probably seen it. There's been loads of exchanges on our Twitter account like today. And I don't, you know, I don't agree with the berating of players. I just don't at all. Like they've, they've still got a lot of credit in the bank. This season has been just a, a horrible one, you know, collectively. It's not on any individuals. It's, we are where we are because of the whole machine, basically. It's an interesting one about changing the outcome of the game because I think going down to 10 men probably kept it respectable because <laughs> we were tying things up a bit then. I don't know how we were getting back into that game, but we did. I mean, that's the quirk of football, isn't it? Can we take credit out of the fact that we hung in there, got back in the game, showed some character, or or was it just a write-off? Hit me up with some positives. I think I think you actually do have to say that what Marsh did when we went down to 10 men worked. Um, I know Arsenal had about 18 shots before we had one, but they didn't really look like scoring that many times, I don't think. And, and it, it, yeah, his plan was clearly just to hang in there, try and steal a goal. And yeah, it's a lame plan compared to what we're, you know, what we're used to, but it did work. And, and, you know, Rodrigo at the end could have snatched a, a point as well. So I suppose fair play to him for, for that. He, you know, he managed to make a, a game of it somehow. And to be fair, that's what Bielsa did against Man City as well. You just have to dig deep like that and just take take your chances, don't you? It is a bit weird that, like, after half time though, in these sort of games, we do come out a bit different like why can't things happen sooner than that <laughs> like uh, and why is it like click is going off all the time at the minute if it's not working it's not working just do something different as well and i don't know there's a there's there's some weird things going on but i think it is just major pressure on the team like major major pressure um and i can't i can't imagine what it's like to be amongst all that but you just gotta hope that they can i don't know just turn into consummate professionals and like nail the last three games so like, just forget the rest of it just literally just nail them that's all that matters now just one of them just get a point and give us a, a slight glimmer of hope yeah how do you think lewis Bate did in the second half yeah tidy enough on he? um i mean he's he's literally the, is he the only alternative midfielder now apart from click and and obviously phillips i think he did all right i think yeah can't can't really fault him. It's a bit of a weird one for him to drop into, and it? it's like ten man game. Off you go. Um, mm-hmm. But you know it'll be great in the championship. Uh, this, uh, this is where you like. Obviously, I do this a lot, and anyone who listens ever will know that I do this. But you start going, well, instead of expensive flops from the continent, we'll get to watch promising youth players like Lewis <laughs> Bay. <laughs> Hmm. Not to be much better. You, you two put some bets on, didn't you? My bet. Oh, yeah. I got screwed by Burnley, right? Which is ludicrous because I've been rolling my money forwards, and it, I and I wanted it to lose. I managed to find a way that that I lost my bet, and we ended up in the relegation. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh gosh, that's 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 leads that. <laughs> Do you know what I bet on? I bet on um because because of the Wolves game and the sending off there, I thought. Do you know what? There's someone else in this game who deserves a red card who hasn't had one. It's Xhaka. So I thought, oh, put a bet on him. Oh, no. It was Luke Halen that got the red card. <laughs> Cheers. Granite Xhaka's horrible. He's been horrible in every game that we've played against them. He's vile. When he was having a... I could see that he was having a... Dan James. Dan James. And yeah. Basically told him to toddle off and whatnot. Yeah. And th- those kind of things, just not nice. And and no one's asking him to be nice, but he is. He gets away with. He's, we owe Arsenal one at some point. It could be another years. twenty years. Mm. Fuck. Like I'm not saying we'll be down for that long. I'm just saying is we we there is a gulf. To say we finished one one place apart last season, there is a gulf between where we and Arsenal are at, and that pains me as well because I don't I don't rate Arteta as a coach. Talking right. of bets, I had a I had a twenty pound bet with my mate at the start of the season that Leeds had finished ahead of Arsenal. Good effort, wasn't it? I'll scrub this out of this episode so you don't have to pay him out, Rocker. <laughs> you won't listen. He's a scummer. Yeah. Arsenal scummer. A, a scummer scummer. Oh, yeah. You bet with a scum fan <laughs> yeah. that, that that we would finish above Arsenal. It's That's a long a story. Yeah. I thought um, on the subject of Dan James, uh, Paul. I thought he had a. Uh, an alright game. Like the moment where he worked back from that corner that Melier had gone up for, mm. he was he was brilliant there. But um, it's funny, isn't it? It's like he's got so much stick the last few weeks. Then all I could see on Twitter was Dan James showing that he's like really up for it and da-da-da. like everyone being really positive about him. It's like yeah, he's always he's always been that play. You just see it more in dark times. Do you know what though? That that like oh, I'm going to use a word. That was a microcosm for Dan James's uh, career at Leeds. So, yeah, he chased back, did brilliantly to win the ball back. Then he just hoofed it out of play. It was horrendous. <laughs> like, it really pissed me off. I was like, my mates were like going, oh, yeah, Dan James. And I was like, what the hell was he doing? Like, he had all the time in the world. He just hoofed it out of play for Golki. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I I think what we could do here very easily is pick apart every player and that isn't healthy and I hope that Jesse Marsh doesn't do that I don't think he's the kind of guy who would I think what they've got to do is find a way in the next two days to dust themselves down look and go where can we get at Chelsea how do we like hanging in this game because look at it this way as well Burnley don't play this midweek their game is the week after so if we can find a way to get something out of the Burnley game, not the Burnley game, the Chelsea game, that puts the pressure on Burnley on their... Is it Saturday? They play before... Yeah, yeah they play Sunday to 12 o'clock, and we play at 2, and then Everton, but they're gone, play at 4. So they play just before us, away at Spurs. Yeah. So if we've... Even a point at oh, this yeah. stage, because of the way, the way it's set up, that 
puts the pressure on them because then then they go to Spurs. If they don't get something at Spurs and we're a point ahead of them on level games as it is at that point, we play that Brighton game with 36,000 fans creating, like, I know Brighton were, were very good yesterday um, against an abject team that are already on the beach and don't know whether they're playing, like it's going to be such a different fixture. If if they come into that game knowing that it'll be a cauldron, it'll be a wall of noise, it'll be, they might print 36,000 Stuart Dallas shirts or whatever, like save our season, SOS will be, <laughs> if we can get to that game with our noses ever so slightly in front and create that atmosphere, then we'll, we'll amazing. If we, um, I don't don't really want to talk about the alternative because the alternative is we get nothing out of Chelsea that buys them either which way, then we're staring straight down the barrel, aren't we? So the thing is, the situation that we're in is is easy, not easily, but it's recoverable. It's not that bad. You can look at it pretty positively, like as we're just trying to do. But I just worry. I just I'm just worried from what I see of the team that they don't have it in them to. To get these to get these points, that's my concern now. Like the, the, the situation is quite nice. Like Burnley not being able to. Well, they've got two really tough away games coming up before the last day. Mm-hmm. So worst case, you'd think it'd go down to the last day of the season, regardless. But yeah, it's just, it's just. I don't know. I just can't. It, the, have, they, have they got it in them? The only way I think we can do it is if we get Cooper and Bamford back in. I think there's just, there's just something there that will just raise the spirit of everyone yeah. there in the team in in within the stadium at Ellen Road. I just think it'll be massive. I think we really need them. Yeah, I think that gives you the opportunity to put players in who haven't been affected by these last couple of games either. Mm. But equally, like we we didn't we won the second half against Arsenal. That is the that is what you have to use against like in the motivation for these next two days we won the second half with 10 men you know we're we're in we can battle we can scrap don't be the side that go out on a whimper this is what you've achieved over this period of time we've had an awful run of with injuries we haven't we didn't play the we didn't fiddle it with the covid things we didn't shift our fixtures until we could sign a striker or spend 100 million pounds in January to buy our way out of it. This is where we're at. This is everything that's gone before it. And let's go to battle. Let's go to war with each other. And let's, however you sell it, shouldn't need selling. We're going to have to, again, but it's two games in it. There'll be 36,000 Wednesday night, roaring people on against a team who probably still need a point or two. Um, themselves given that they've had a shocking run of as of late but you know stranger things have happened in football yeah and we should relish it you know uh, i mean this morning i was you know really excited um uh, you know for the week ahead you know not that i was expecting anything from arsenal so probably shouldn't feel as down as i do and maybe tomorrow i'll feel a bit better but yeah i mean chelsea on wednesday night it's going to be incredible i mean we've been waiting all these years you know if, if you try and forget the first season happened which you know, practically didn't because we couldn't even be there. You know, this is our first season back and we've got Chelsea at home and then Brighton at home. And if we if we get a couple of results, we're probably going to stay up. Um, you know, we, we we should be 
you know, should should be frothing at the mouth for these matches. Um, and I hope the players are, and I think they probably will be. We're down to a playoff situation now. Yeah, whereby, oh god, that bodes well. <laughs> there are three games left, and if we outperform one of the per, one of the team in that three game run, then we've got Premier League status next season. And if we don't, I if we if we don't do it, I don't I don't think you can hugely grumble when you look at the accumulation of like you can't, can you? Mm. Really. When when me and Rocco talked to Hayden in the week, which go back and listen to that episode if you got time, uh, we got in the car, didn't we, Rocco? And we were like, ah, oh, I feel loads better about it. like, <laughs> we're, we're, and then the the, tw- the twenty minute car journey back home, <laughs> Rocco dropped me off, got out of the car, and we're like, we just felt worse because we talked ourselves into oblivion again. It's like <laughs> we need to be around Hayden more often and Paul. Well. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're not at that point yet. We'll see where we're at after Wednesday and see, certainly see where we're at after, after Sunday. But there, there are so many... Like we, we don't go to the football to support a Premier League team. We go to the football to support Leeds United. And, and that's what we've done all our lives. And that's what we will continue to do. And I will find a way to spin it into as many positives so that, you know, in August... We'll all turn up first game, sunny day. Whoever we're playing, crack on. That's what will happen. Every year it starts again. As uh, as Liverpool, have, I mean, Liverpool won't win all four now, will they? But no one's ever won everything. No football fan's going to be perfectly happy all season, are they? Very true. So there you go. Go on, Paul. You're on fire. Did you watch well, the match? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, choose to remember the second half in which we were. <laughs> You're only as good as your last half. Four. That's what I say. Yeah. No, I, I, agree, I agree with your point though, Paul. Definitely. I do. You're talking a lot of sense tonight, Paul. Yeah, well, it's because I was round watching the game with Andy and it was easy to get perspective because he, despite the fact that there were six small children in the room, when we scored, I, like I said to my child, "Look, we've got a corner and it's our only chance." But just remember, if um, if we score from this, Andy shouts really loud and he goes a bit silly, and then we swung it in, flicked it on, went, <laughs> and he jumped up, went, "Yes!" Ran across the room, kicked a four foot tall. Hot Wheels garage that's been found, <laughs> booted it out of his out of his patio, jumped into the garden and did a lap around the outside of the house while screaming expletives um, that thankfully my daughter didn't pick up. I just thought, wow, you know, like that's what it means to people. And uh, he did get a little wound from it. He was picking bits of, bits of plastic out for the rest of the, <laughs> rest of the evening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Andy's an idiot. There you go. <laughs> you heard it first here. So do we need a man of the match from, from today? How do Luke you feel? That? <laughs> Luke Ailey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to Furpo in that case. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll give it to Rafinha. <laughs> About that guy. He'd lost it. I was <laughs> but it was it was like comedy gold, really, when he came back. I, I know we talked about it, 
and I'm, I'm waffling now, but when, when a referee has watched something and he's seen it with his own eyes and made a decision and then someone else has gone, oh, I don't know, maybe you should have another look at that decision that you've already decided. Like, because he'd made his decision based on, oh, it's a bit out of control, but I'll, I'll do this. Go back, give the red, but Rafinha had followed him the whole way across going, no, 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 no. So he turned around. The yellow was only meant to be out so he could do the stupid gesture to go, no yellow anymore. If I'll just chuck it at Rafinha anyway. And then Rafinha, thought Rafinha was going to murder him. He'd fully lost it. There was that, uh, it, it, he was actually pretty close to probably getting another one and getting sent off. And did you see, I don't know if you've seen it, but on social media somewhere, and I think it's somewhere in Europe, someone complains to the referee and he gets a yellow card and then he complains some more and says he needs glasses and does glasses symbol him. And the ref throws him another yellow and sends him off immediately. <laughs> it's like in the space of 10 seconds, it's like, yeah, Rafinha's got away with it there, really. He did because the ref could have done it. And uh, I think Jesse wanted him to get sent off because he left him on. So, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, Furpo for me. It showed character to not get a yellow card. I'm not doing man of the match. All right, cut that bit then as well. Right, <laughs> tell me something inspirational before Wednesday. Who's your team? You've got to, have a, you've got to make a change. Oh, God. Only one. <laughs> Do we have any players to bring in? No. Rodrigo. Cooper's got to be back, hasn't he? Cooper. Bamford, there you go. Do you think? Do you think that he left Cooper out today with a view of the fact that we've got Wednesday coming up? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. That, that, and if he's not right, what's the point in risking it? We've had. Well, know, he did that with Bamford, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah. How is he going to be right in two days if he ain't right today? Well, because mm. he won't have played ninety minutes. <laughs> mm. So then he is waiting for him for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to have anything left by the time we've cut out all this gobbledygook. I know. We're leaving that in because I just want to go to bed right. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. So we um, don't know what the team is. We just hope they're going to play. It's very hard to speculate. There didn't seem to be any further injuries today. Let's just hope it's a good, strong team against that little weak Chelsea side. And uh, we're smashing. You watch. Calvin probably fell onto the coach and knocked three of the players over and they've all got... <laughs> Ankle injuries and out. I don't know, something like that that would have happened. It all felt quite relegative when Luke Aylin two-footed that guy who was already off the pitch. Yeah. When he was probably offside. Oh, it no. all felt a bit ooh, sinking no. shit. Don't, don't. We'll be it's all right. Well, it might be all right and it might not, but it'll, it'll all be all right. Exactly. It is what it is. We'll enjoy Wednesday against Chelsea. I Like you said, Rock, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Chelsea at Ellen Road, brilliant. Yeah. Until we lose. Yeah, I'm not going. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. You've not seen any of the uh, the rich six, have you? I went to the Man City game and I thought, it's not for me, this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait yeah, for the championship. Yeah, I want to play Stoke again. <laughs> and uh, Rotherham. Poverty. Yeah, Rotherham. And whoever else came up from, you know, might play Wednesday. There you go. Yorkshire Derby. Give me a bit of that. Mm. We'll yeah. play on Wednesday. <laughs> right, well, I think we can still do it. And as I'll start, I'll finish how I started. Or despite the obvious being in the relegation zone bit, compared to Burnley, we're in as good, if not a better position than we were when we started this weekend. There you go. Come on, so mate. Have, have a think about that for a couple of days. If you listen to this on the car on the way to Chelsea game, we're going to win tonight. 
Oof, that is bold. Or, or at least draw. And if we or lose, maybe lose. We'll do it with a smile <laughs> on our face. But we'll we'll be the best fans at singing after the whistle. Don't you worry. That's all that counts. Yeah, we'll fans, take more high ground. Fans singing on the ship as it goes down. I think yep. someone on Twitter has put, uh, it can, can you stay up on noise difference? <laughs> <laughs> Made me giggle. Yeah, that's good. Oh, well, that does wind me up. I know. I don't, sorry, James. I'm, I'm elongating this uh, conversation. I, I tried to, like, I went on and you could buy tickets for Burnley yesterday. So that did annoy me. So let's stay up on fan difference. Let's do it. <laughs> Two home games. Get into them. Come on. Podcast Network.